heart and soul of a nation, beckons the call. The voice of our forefathers heard in the distance. A house divided against itself cannot stand. To reclaim our honor. honor. Our soul. The challenges of a generation call out. Future generations hang in the balance. We choose liberty. This is the voice of a nation. The nation. The nation. The nation. And now, Malcolm. To my fellow Americans, the evidence mounts and it becomes, I mean, these smaller stories become a bigger narrative. And we've seen this uh, play out really over the last couple of years with, with COVID, but more so these last many months. And, you know, we've referenced many times how history will judge this moment in time, right? I mean, we've talked about that, how, how history will judge everything that's happening because you cannot continue to hide uh, the evidence. I mean, at some point, the evidence, there's a there's a consequential story there, and that story needs to be told. That's what we're dealing with right now. We you, we hear a lot about, you know, I, I tell you what, in, in all my life, I don't think I ever remember a moment where there were references to the 1930s. I, in fact, I, I know for sure. I, I don't ever remember in all of my life, whether it's through the agency days or now uh, through America Out Loud, I don't remember a time where 1933 or throughout the 30s were referenced as much as I see now. Now that tells you something, doesn't it? So we see this story to get to the point of, you ever hear of the International Criminal Court, the ICC? But there's a very interesting uh, attorney out in the UK, attorney Hannah Rose, who, who's got a very uh, interesting and distinguished group of folks that she is uh, amassed, if you will. And they are going ahead and uh, filing, if you will, a complaint. And uh, the question is, what becomes of all of this? And uh, Dr. Stephen LaTulip is here. And uh, Dr. LaTulip is a physician board certified in family medicine, retired United States Air Force officer. He's an ordained minister. And his book, Unity Without Compromise, is available in any bookstore. It's in the America Out Loud bookstore. It's on the uh, front of uh, AmericaOutloud.com as well. Uh, you'll, you'll see it there as well. His show plays on uh, the weekends on America Out Loud Talk Radio. Uh, Saturday and Sunday, noontime, straight up Eastern time now, but you hear that anywhere in the world on iHeartRadio or our media apps, you know, the drill, uh, media player as well. Uh, there's an encore at 5 p.m., Unity Without Compromise. Uh, so he had an op-ed uh, this past week, uh, Attorney Files Crimes Against Humanity Against Fauci, Gates, and, and Schwab. So I, I want to jump first into this vaccine. Now, it, the cool thing about you, uh, Dr. LaTulip, is... Uh, and I will interchange back and forth, by the way, because not to be disrespectful, but to everybody, but yes, it's Dr. Stephen LaTulip, but I always refer to him as Brother Stephen as well. Uh, so if you hear me say that, you'll understand. Uh, I want to talk to you first about the vaccine itself, because you bring up a very valid point in the piece, this, this op-ed here, which is a must read, and it has been trending for days now. You say this man-made gene sequence cannot be properly called gene therapy because a lot of people have called this gene therapy. And, but the point you bring up is, is really interesting. You say it has no therapeutic benefit uh, as the world has recently discovered. Consider that this injection weakens the immune system, 
magnifies the subsequent viral infection systems, increases the risk of cancer, causes blood clots, strokes, catastrophic heart failure, that is for sure, perilous infertility, spontaneous abortions, dementia, chronic fatigue, skin diseases, multi-organ inflammation, and death. That is an extensive list right there. These are far from therapeutic benefits, as you point out, uh, Dr. Latulip. So let's talk about this mRNA and what you understand when there's an argument within this as they, you know, they throw the word vaccines out there. We've been covering this right along that in the loosest sense, it's not even that exactly. What is this exactly then? Do you, do you clarify this as? Uh, Malcolm, the, the, messenger RNA so-called vaccine just simply cannot be called a vaccine. If we go to the, uh, the roots of when it was created, you know, it was sequenced in a laboratory and it was produced at the same time as the SARS-CoV-2 strain in the Wuhan lab. And that's common knowledge now to anybody that has any connection to reality. But uh, to call it a vaccine program is absolutely a misnomer. This is nothing more than a product of gain-of-function research. And as I've stated before many times, gain-of-function serves only one single purpose, and that is uh, to be used as a bioweapon. So we are, in a real sense, we have been attacked with a bioweapon. It has done its damage. Uh, and absolutely, I mean, everybody calls it the vaccine. Those who don't will say, oh, it's, it, let's call it the jab. Let's call it a gene shot. Um, and then but but you're saying it's none of those things. It's none of those things. Well, if you look at what a vaccine is supposed to do, number one, it's supposed to uh, hopefully reduce greatly the risk of becoming infected by the bug that it protects against. And we have seen very clearly that this injection does not prevent infection at all. And it does not confer immunity. In fact, it is immunosuppressive. It actually reduces the CD8 lymphocyte uh, cell count. Uh, that is similar, but not identical to the HIV virus that reduces CD4 count, which is another part of the uh, immune system, the, the cytotoxic immune system. Uh, so it does not uh, prevent infection. It does not protect you with any immunity, uh, any lasting immunity, or really any beneficial immunity. And it does not prevent the transmission of the virus. So what, what good is it? What is it supposed to do for us? It has done nothing. There's been, I've heard the arguments on both sides. So it, you know, if you've gotten the jab, then you have an increased risk of uh, getting a serious infection if you're exposed to the antigen, which is a, a subsequent virus that perhaps has mutated. And if the mutant strain now has changed 3% of its genome, well, that's not a significant change. And therefore, it's going to be a repeat exposure to your body. Now, if you have gotten the injection, um, you have had your immune system compromised and even ramped up so that when it detects it, it produces um, an exaggerated immune response. So that's why we are seeing people that have gotten the jab actually suffer increased uh, symptoms and signs of the infection. More people that receive the, uh, the jabs, e e including the initial and any subsequent uh, booster, um, these are the people that are ending up in the hospital with severe symptoms. So it simply is not 
a vaccine. It is not anything therapeutic whatsoever. As you listed, you know, you saw what I listed uh, on what it actually does. This is harmful. And I believe it is intentionally harmful because of what it does. That means it is we are being subjected to bio warfare. Yeah. Why do you think so? I think the big question, a lot of people have difficulty wrapping their arms around this in their minds is why are so many people in on the gig? Uh, the information is fairly overwhelming, and there's a lot of it in the data. And we see now, which we'll talk about a little bit here, but the CDC is holding a lot of information back because they know, in other words, they don't want the truth to prevail because if the truth is out there, it will shame them to the end. It will, well, they'll, they'll be, should be put in the ICC and held accountable. It is the Nuremberg Code they have broken. They should be in prison, imprisoned and uh, whatever. So why are so many people in the in on the gig that's what people have a hard time with do you do you find that as well because when i talk to really even people who are listening to reason they say but but malcolm it can't be like people think they're missing something why do you think that is historically medicine in america and the medical profession in general was considered a noble profession a medical doctor was one who was looking out for your best interest who would sacrifice his own life as far as his time, his uh, the, the required time to study, to get trained, and then to serve the people. They would do anything. And I, I think a lot of people just don't realize that those days are long gone. And they that is intentional as well, because the people who, uh, the doctors who truly care about patients and who act on behalf of other patients are being destroyed. They're being threatened by state medical boards. They're being persecuted in every which way. Every doctor I have talked to, for example, that has wanted to treat uh, COVID-19 early because the, the early treatment is so beneficial. It's amazingly effective. These are the doctors that are, are being destroyed. They're being canceled. And so they live in fear every day of uh, facing some um, medical board. Now, let me, let me pause you there a moment. Now, let me say this to you. You just picked up a great point. You talk about early treatment. Uh, hold on a moment now. Let me, let me say this here. You think of any other disease, okay? Right? You think of any cancer. You think of anything at all. It doesn't matter what it is. Anything at all. And you almost always across the board, you recognize or understand the validity and the importance of early treatment. I mean, you don't wait till those doors are open and the horses are down the field. I mean, you, you surely want to nip it in the bud. This was a planned event. And what they did is they brainwashed people. They said, well, remember that uh, the fraud Fauci stated very clearly that President Trump in his administration would experience a pandemic. So they knew this was coming. How can they know that a pandemic is coming? Who can describe that within a year or two? Uh, yeah, I mean, that's impossible unless you're planning it. And it was planned. And that's why I say it, with gain of function research, this was an attack on the world. And it happened. It happened that way. And people have trouble believing that. But they set us up saying the great pandemic is coming and look out because it's going to kill everyone. But don't worry, we're going to save you. We're going to give you the solution to it, which is the vaccine. And of, of course, historically, vaccines have done some really great things like wiping out polio and so forth, preventing uh, tetanus uh, damage uh, from clostridium to tenai. Uh, you know, the vaccines have historically done very 
very good things. And so people struggle. It's like, well, how come all of a sudden this vaccine, some people are saying it's bad. I don't get it. And they just don't want to believe it because that has not been the norm throughout their entire lives. Exactly. And uh, you say in the piece here, a very good point about the industry. And this has been really it's a shocker, actually. It's a shocker. But you say here, uh, virtually the entire medical profession, uh, the word virtually, but a, it's a good percentage of it, has participated in the systemic annihilation. Uh, it, it, you know, think about it. I mean, uh, doctors have portrayed their oaths and mass and have actively promoted and participated in the killing. Uh, and you go on to say they know what they are doing, and yet they somehow justify their actions. They are, and, and then you sum it up, they are in league with the Nazi doctors who brutally slaughtered their millions. It was my reference back to the 1930s. I don't ever remember a time in my life, um, my friend, where we were referencing the 1930s and the Nazis as much as I have these, uh, as much as everybody around me does over the last 18 months. Uh, it's constant. That's the theme that comes up. This is just criminal brainwashing. And how do they buy into it? Um, my personal thought is that I think they're stupid. They just have no common sense, but I don't want to be unkind. So I try to make excuses for them. Well, they're just duped. They've drunk the Kool-Aid. They believe what they are being told. They're not using their own brains. And, and the new medical doctor, I just have to think that they are being trained how to fit into the socialist system, into socialized medicine. And that does not require thinking. It just it requires anybody that can follow a protocol, as in a chef, a cook. Mm -hmm. You know, a, a cook can follow a recipe and that's all that they're doing. Yeah. And they do it willingly and blindly. And that's the best excuse I can offer for them. Yeah, it's I don't know. It's it's we're in a strange, uh, strange moment of time, uh, Brother Stephen. We're in a very weird time. Uh, we are. You know, it, I would call it Malcolm. I, I would have to say this. Uh, the key weapon in this whole assault on the right. world right. with the COVID-19 pandemic is uh, the, the, their chief weapon. Weapon is propaganda and propaganda is so utterly strong. And that leads us into a problem with even, uh, I mean, you see it in all the medical literature, all the top medical journals now are woke. They are corrupt. And I cannot read a single medical journal without uh, extracting anything that I would consider factual. I have to investigate. And, and it's so easy to expose the corruption, the, the wow. deceit that goes into every single article that I read in Journal of American Medicine, Medical Society, you know, JAMA, yeah. um, the uh, New uh, England Journal of Medicine. Look, look at Lancet. Look at Lancet. Um, exactly. Lancet, the, the top journal that they, they cannot be counted on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it reminds me of the fight of that we fight every day here, good and evil. And I have to tell you, I haven't thought about it to this point until this moment with you here on air, it looks like we're overwhelmed. The evil forces that I think they've multiplied uh, by magnitudes now, when you consider everything you and I are talking about right now, I don't know where the world went, or whether it went through a time warp of something, but all of a sudden here we are in the year 2022 and we have, do have to ask ourselves, what are we missing and what's going to hit? We are fighting the good fight. Believe we really are doing the right things. You know, what did we miss? Or is the world really coming unglued and apart that fast? Are these the pre-day? I, I guess I, I guess I'm getting a little biblical now. But, you know, I think you think back to the story of, again, I'm, forgive me, but I think back to the story of Noah 
And just prior to those days where the world was so corrupt and horrendous and evil and ugly, and we know what happened, uh, you know, I almost pause and, you know, I hate to say what I say next, but are we at that moment now where the corruptness and the evil around the world is so magnified and that something's got to give? Am, am I saying that wrong incorrectly or? No, I, it makes good sense to me. I, I think if anybody really wants to get a handle on this, because, um, you know, I, I, I laugh a little bit when people say, oh, we're living in biblical times, uh, simply because we have always, since the creation, lived in biblical times. But if you read uh, one chapter in the Bible, in that second uh, Thessalonians chapter two, read the entire chapter, you see in there um, a, an individual that is mentioned and uh, he is an apostate. He will set himself up as being God himself. And there will be, uh, before the Lord's coming uh, for judgment, there will be, uh, the Bible says, a few things that must happen. Number one, uh, the, um, the gospel must be preached to the entire world. Number two, the great falling away or apostasy must happen. And then the son of perdition, as he is called in Second Thessalonians chapter 2, the, the son of perdition must be exposed. And um, a lot of people think that, you know, we're awaiting this great Antichrist. Uh, to show up on the scene. But if you go into first and second John, uh, the little letters that John wrote, he only in those uh, chapters of the Bible of first, uh, first John and second John that uh, the Antichrist I mentioned, and he says they have already come and there's lots of them. But then you go to second Thessalonians and you see uh, what appears to be maybe the final Antichrist, and he's going to be the most heinous of all. And in that chapter, second Thessalonians two, he talks about the fact that people are going to be given over to deceit and, and they are so corrupt that they simply cannot discern truth. It's almost mm -hmm. as if God has put a veil over their heads, mm -hmm. and they just are incapable of discerning truth. They have no wisdom. They, they have no practical understanding of, of good and evil. And that's why the fight of good and evil is such a powerful fight. At yeah. the core of this whole thing is a spiritual battle. And uh, if we don't know God and we don't know God's word, the bottom line is we're going to lose. Yeah, you know, for listeners here now, the reason we can have this very unique conversation we're having right now, and it really is very unique, what we just did, I, it's so cool, the fact that we bought this all in now, you're, you're getting a bigger picture here and a glimpse of what we're talking about, but here's why. Is because Dr. Stephen Latulip is he's a medical doctor. Yes, he, he treats patients, he's been down there, he gets it, he's he, he taken the oath, he knows what's going on here, but he's an ordained minister. He's a man of the cloth as well, and he's a military officer as well. And I've often pointed out every time I've had him on how wonderful I think that is and how cool, what a blessing that is when you've got all those elements, you know, a very unique person that is. So I just want to put that out. The reason we're having this conversation and we took that turn is because of the expertise. So Dr. Tulip speaking from, from knowledge, from a knowledge base, uh, it is interesting. I could talk to you for days on the topics you're talking about. And I want to ask you something else as we circle around the wagons here a moment here. There's a, uh, another interesting op-ed on the uh, America Out Loud site. Uh, Damage to children as a result of mask mandates is permanent and irreversible. Uh, this is from Dr. Joel Holmes, who, by the way, is out of Europe himself. And uh, he, because uh, our writers and our 
folks are all over the globe here, uh, but he's out there and he puts a lot of evidence and case studies and uh, 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 peer reviewed studies in this piece is very well written. But he talks about the uh, uh, the the HO2 and the breathing in of what's happening and the damage to our brains and the oxygen is by wearing these things, especially for children, little little minds that are growing. Uh, grown six, seven, eight, nine. And I know this is a little uh, digression here off the beaten path here, but there's a reason I bring that up. Do you, do you, um, do, do you sense how crazy that is? The, uh, I mean, I just want to get a quick point from you. We can't go too far down the road here, but putting everybody behind masks, it's, it's really a submission here more than anything. Or, or do you believe those masks do anything at the end of the day, please? Uh, no, Malcolm, remember that uh, when the Oregon Medical Board first suspended my license because I spoke publicly on this issue, I, I declared that I and my staff never wore a mask in my clinic and there was no harm, no infectivity whatsoever resulting from that. So I that day, that day when I spoke uh, at the um, rally in Salem at the Capitol building, I just stated that the mask is absolutely proven, shown by multiple, at least, you know, 16 or 17 randomized controlled trial studies, the best, the gold standard, they all conclude that the mask is absolutely worthless. It is not a viral barrier, period. But what it is, and I've declared it many times, the mask is the chief symbol of submission to a rogue government faction. That's its purpose. I mean, you look at all the people we've seen recently who uh, have taken their pictures with the kids, some of the politicians, and all the kids are masked. Well, that is doing tremendous damage. And I think that, yes, physical damage, it does that. I treated a lot of patients with mask problems, physical problems associated with the mask. But the worst by far is the psychological damage to these kids. And we are going to see the the fallout from that for years to come. Yeah, yeah. Everybody go read that post, number one. Look at the studies. Look at the things it's saying. And here, Dr. Latula there. You know, it is it is brainwashing the kids. You're exactly right. Uh, and and what really even irritates me more is in a lot of these photographs or videos, by chance, as you suggest, all the kids are masked up and what have you in this very egregious look. And yet the adults typically, in a lot of cases, not all, but have no mask on in front of the kids. I mean, yeah, I mean, correct? Yes, that's absolutely right. I mean, look at that Abrams, that 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 the Abrams lady up in Georgia there, right? Uh, Stacy, is it Abrams, uh, right? Stacy Abrams, running yes. for governor, whatever she's doing. She's another Marxist here, uh, whatever. And uh, she's out there photographing. Hey, hey, look at me! And she's got no mask on, you know, all over the place. Then all the kids are mad. I mean, what the hell's wrong with that picture? Right. It's definitely this is the a horrendous form of child abuse. And yeah. and it saddens me to see so many parents who yeah. just don't get it and they yeah. allow their kids to follow the rules. Yeah. Against so, them. yeah, there's a lot to that story as well. Uh, I want to ask you uh, this here within this whole confines of, uh, of of the covid business. And, you know, and when I say this, I want you to understand that I'm aware I've talked about it. I've talked about it with other experts, you know. It's funny, we have this pandemic happen uh, uh, 100 years after the one that ravaged the earth back in 1917, 18 and 19. We'd pretty well had a good run of time there. Now we see, uh, as I've never seen anything like this, now we're seeing all these reports come out of China. And we have our experts on the platform talk about it, the hemorrhagic fever, fever, hemorrhagic fever, yeah. And the Nipah virus and uh, the others, there's a few of them actually. 
uh, that are problematic out there. And it's like, it's like, it's like all of a sudden they're like playing with things they don't belong playing with this. Well, gain of function, which is what you talked about, right? It's what you talked about. I mean, playing with mother nature. Is that what it is? Right. Oh, absolutely. In a, in a very sinister way. <laughs> in a very sinister way. No, I'm just putting it out there just to tell you know far more about this than I, but that's what I understand. And and so what, I, what I'm guessing now is, do you get a sense, and, and, I, and this is a real question now, do you get a sense, I, and I don't know this, I'm just, just asking here, I, I get a sneaking suspicion, and, and I, I don't really even like to put this out in daylight when I say this, but with everything we've all been through, all these amazing people and uh, humanity has been through here, uh, I get the sense we're being set up with other viruses or other problems. God, I hate to even think of this this way here, Brother Stephen, but I'm getting the sense that uh, there's more coming down the pike here soon enough because of the shift the world is in. In other words, I think kind of in a weird sort of way, my, I would describe it back to you as like, it's almost like in our mindsets, it's almost like the earth is off its axis. It's, it's, I, I, this is the way my mind works. It's like, it's like somehow the earth got off its axis and we've lost our collective minds and not all of us, but a good majority of folks have lost their collective minds is the way I see the earth is like, what happened here? Think in those same terms at all, or am I just overstating all that? Or, or do you get a sense there could be some other problems coming about in the, in the times ahead here? Uh, Malcolm, I'll admit up front, I, I'm like you. I hate to talk about it. I hate to think about it, but I find myself mm. uh, not being wow. able to hold back because you're mm. right. I mean, uh, uh, Fauci, Anthony Fauci has already stated uh, that he is doing gain of function research with Ebola virus in monkeys. We saw the hemorrhagic fever outbreak in China recently. Uh, supposedly, that was another uh, virus called Marburg. Uh, but Marburg and Ebola both cause hemorrhagic fever. Um, unfortunately, these bugs are not severely infectious. However, with gain-of-function research, that can change very quickly. And if it does, uh, it is going to be a second wave uh, of a new pandemic. Uh, and by the way, Fauci has made reference to that as well, that uh, the yeah. COVID-19 uh, thing was the first wave uh, of something coming. So, yeah, I, I hesitate to say that, but I think there is something more coming. And let's face it, this whole pandemic worked wonderfully into yeah. the hands of Klaus Schwab uh, with his uh, World Cup. Economic Forum. They're using this great opportunity for the Great Reset. And this is not any type of, uh, of theory. It's not fear mongering. It's just what's actually happening. And gradually, people are waking up more to that. So yes, I do believe there is more coming. Um, I would go so far as to say that if the people do not rise up, for example, with mm. what's happening in Canada, right. uh, we are going to be in big trouble. And I'm calling we the globe, yeah, not just yeah. the United States. Yeah, it's, this is like it's like to me, it's like it's been a test of the you, you know, you remember the programs there, like a test of the emergency broadcast system. Right. <laughs> right. 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 Uh, this is only a test. This is only a test of the emergency broadcast. You hear your phones go off. You're remember that the television would come on late at night if you fell asleep. Right. The emergency yes. broadcast system. It's just a test, right? I get the sense, like, it's, it's, this is a weird thing, and, I, and I've never asked you those questions I just went around with you on, and I, I'm pleased you answered them in the way that, uh, uh, honestly, as you did, because we've never talked about it before, but 
I, I get that weird sense. I don't know what it is, but the, again, in the way I look at it, uh, Brother Stephen is uh, again in my mind the world. It's like we've got. It's like we've come off our axis somehow, uh, and I, I say that uh, metaphorically for folks to understand what I'm really talking about here. But uh, in other words, a good part of the population has lost their collective minds, whatever that means. And we talked about the medical industry, but we talked about a lot of these people on power trips, and we we'll talk about the CDC in a moment as well, and all of that. But in any event. Our platform, our network, America Out Loud, has been singled out uh, to, uh, in a good way, to help as many people as we possibly can. I say this with great enthusiasm and a jump in my step. And I say that because I see all the messages that come in here. I see the cry for help. I see the need. But I also see the various products and the various techniques and uh, uh, that uh, are circling us. I just had a, a, a multiples of them in the last week. I, I can't really keep up with it all myself and my folks can't really even keep up with it all as far as, you know, you know, brother Stephen, it's almost like trying to decide who do we really, you, you know what I'm talking about here. Who do we really want to partner with moving forward and who, you know what I'm saying, you know, and who don't we, as far as having strategic partners uh, for, you know, what? Uh, in other words, for our sponsors and advertisers, does that make sense? You know? Yeah, yeah, it does. And I, it's a very important question to ask. Um, one of the things uh, we need, uh, definitely we have have a way to screen people because we want truth tellers. That is what the world needs. Uh, by, by truth, we are made free and the absence of truth leads to oppression and suffering like a man has yep. never known. So it's very important to have good support. But also we do need to build and to unify. This is the biggest struggle conservatives mm. have had yeah. is pulling together. Um, but it's, yeah, it's very important to uh, choose people who simply support the truth. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. And I say that, uh, my listeners, because of this. And just prior to coming onto the mic here with Brother Stephen, we, I was telling him about some new developments happening on the network, and I, I got very excited about it. And and as I was sharing it with him, he shared back with me, and because this is one of the most authentic people you're listening to now, which is Brother Dr. Stephen Latulip right here. He said back to me, well, that's great. He said, that's just some more hot wire for the mission here. You know, that's just more what we need here. We're becoming a collective force and a power base. And, oh, man. Oh, wow. That's really what it is. And I said back to him, I said, yeah, I said, brother, this is this is God's mission here is what it is. I'm just really, uh, you know, I'm just here for I'm doing my thing, whatever it is. Well, when I say back to him, I say, yeah, yeah, you can call me the orchestra conductor, the master of ceremonies or the toilet bowl cleaner. He laughed. Right, brother. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. So you do the, it all. No I tell you but I mean. I said the truth to you. And I mean, I'm not with all that. I digress, my friend. <laughs> Hello, Americans. I digress. But what I want to tell you is, is, is Brother Stephen is listening to me here. I want to tell you about the Genesis Fogger. And they're very cool people. I really like the folks who are behind this. But it's using HOCL. You're familiar with HOCL? You're talking chemistry here. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's your. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, this is your library. I'm just I'm just carrying the, the, the briefcase for a moment here. But uh, but HOCL, very, very safe. Am I right or wrong? Very, very safe. You can wash wash your fruits and vegetables with it. You can clean your nasal right, right or wrong. Right. Right. So it, it, it is. It, yeah. And this is a, a study by Harvard, Drexel and Virginia Tech. Uh, coronavirus is spread mainly through the air. Do you do you agree with that, Dr. Latula? 
Yes, aerosolization. It's 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 no, but all right. So because when when this first started, you remember we had all the packages would come in and things like that. We were all sort of paranoid. Remember that, right? Exactly right. A lot of times, you know, with gatherings, when you have people in and out, some of those people may be infected or there are problems and it gets into the air. And that is the simple way that this thing spread by the masses because it got into the ear and it, and it uh, populated groups of people and they got it. And that it, and in COVID, I mean, let's face it, I, I think you would agree with me, uh, Dr. Lutulip. I mean, you know, the coronavirus, the COVID-19 is a is a real is a real disease it's a real problem it will kill you is that is that a true statement uh absolutely i mean it's a virus that can do its damage and especially to the elderly and to the immunocompromised uh so yes so the genesis fogger <laughs> so what this does is it, it puts the HOCL and it fogs the air. So if you're going to have like, it's great for your home or your business application, especially if you're going to have folks over back and forth or people like that, or just to clean the air, it's, it's, it de- decontaminates the air and it cleans all of that off. You'll see the pictures of it. Just go to, uh, in fact, uh, let me give you that address now, genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud. And I'm going to ask Dr. Latulip live on here if you had to check this out as well and see what he thinks about this fogger. Uh, I just got mine in and I'm trying it now and playing with it right now. And it, it's, it's amazing, actually, the way it cleans the air. But the HOCL goes in the fogger. Uh, it does have antiviral properties. No doubt about that. I want you to check it out, friends, and and our listeners, again, 15% off that that hardware, that piece of equipment there. I think we're all going to want to have this. I've got mine now, and to be able to clean the air no matter where I'm at or what's happening, I think everybody should have this in their business and in their home. We'll take a real quick pause here, listening to this. We'll be right back with you with Dr. LaTulip in just a moment here. You're listening to The Voice of a Nation. Listen to Malcolm, the voice of a nation, on iHeartRadio or our free apps on Apple, Android, or Alexa. It's time to rethink COVID disinfection. A study by Harvard, Drexel, and Virginia Tech concluded, we don't have a single documented case of COVID transmission through surfaces. The reality is that COVID spreads mainly through the air. Shared air is the problem, not shared surfaces. The solution is the Genesis Fogger, which uses natural HOCL to disinfect both air and surfaces simultaneously. It's perfect for home or business. NIH says HOCL may well be the disinfectant of choice for coronaviruses. There's nothing more natural or more effective. Genesis fogs at the precise particle size to combat COVID and other harmful pathogens. It's what's missing from your disinfecting protocol. Visit genesisfogger.com. America Out Loud listeners receive a 15% discount with promo code OUTLOUD at genesisfogger.com slash OUTLOUD. As Americans, we seek to form a more perfect union. To paraphrase Abraham Lincoln, we are a government of the people, by the people, and for the people. And God willing, we shall not perish from the earth. AmericaOutloud.com Liberty and justice for all. Get real, let's get loud on America Out Loud Talk Radio. This is McCullough Report. Are you tired of your tired vitamins? Consider Healthy Cell. These are pill-free 
vitamins that are in convenient gel packs. Uh, I like the Focus and Recall supplement. I use this a lot. You know, your brain uses a lot of energy and it depends on a variety of micronutrients and vitamins. Boost your short-term focus and long-term brain power with Healthy Cell's Focus and Recall Vitamins. So go to HealthyCell.com, use the code OUTLOUD, all capital letters, OUTLOUD for 20% off your first order of any Healthy Cell product. Let's get real. Let's get loud on America Out Loud Talk Radio. In 2008, the amount of concentrated time people could spend on a task without becoming distracted was 12 seconds. Five years later, it was only eight seconds, one second less than a goldfish. If you find yourself always distracted or having trouble recalling information, you're likely to fall behind in the demanding, fast-paced 21st century. In other words, brain performance is more critical now than ever. Boost your brain power with Healthy Cells Focus Plus Recall. Science-backed nootropics to sharpen focus, concentrate longer, enhance recall, improve mental speed, learn rapidly, and be more alert. It's a pill-free brain supplement made with maximum absorption technology, designed to feed our brains at the cellular level. Take it for a test drive. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off your first order of Focus Plus Recall. That's HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD for 20% off. The silent majority has spoken. We say, let the silent voices be heard. You can be the voice of change. Contact our producer at libertyatamericaoutloud.com. libertyatamericaoutloud.com. Welcome back to The Voice of a Nation. It is Malcolm Out Loud here, yours truly. And you know, I did that whole setup before the pause there as we ran late, of course, with it, but I did it very spontaneously. I, I just wanted to engage Dr. Lotulop on air. He didn't know any of that. He knew I was gonna do it and probably neither did I. I never know what I'm gonna do on here till I do it, quite frankly. Uh, but I thought it'd be kind of cool since he has a background in this as an MD and understands the science behind all this far more than I do. I'm a layman. With their stuff to be clear uh so I, I i'm a communicator but you know uh that's the deal that's the difference here so anyways i enjoyed you all allowing me to do that and of course dr latulip for doing that as well and i just asked him during the break to check out the fogger itself and talk a little bit more about it but i think it's an exciting product and one that we want to look at here um with uh, these kinds of products these kinds of things i can bring like you know you know me and healthy cell my friends I believe it. I've been taking it for four years. Thank God I was in the position of protecting my immune system prior to COVID when I got it. And I did because I walked several miles a day. And by the way, I have my wife out there now walking all the time with me as well. We take care of ourselves. We're fit. And we are very conscious of that. So yeah, it's just the way we need to be today. It's all about your immune system is what it is. So that's why I highly, highly, highly push a healthy cell because I I, I know because it works. I take it. I take it. It's improved my life. My wife takes it every day as well. We take focus for the brain, brain fog, all that kind of stuff. It's an amazing product. So anyways, uh, enough of that. But you, these are the kinds of things I want to be able to bring to our friends uh, all around the globe here and the, our, our listeners here at America Out Loud because we love you. We want you to be part of this life and be part of all the beautiful things that come out of it. All right. So I've seen this report, Dr. Latula, 
And by the way, this is Dr. Stephen LaTulip here with me still, as you know, and we've had a great conversation over the front part of the program here. Uh, go, if you missed any of this, go back and listen as it goes to podcasts. It's an extraordinary program. We covered some ground here, a lot of ground, actually. But this next report I want to talk to you about really irritated me a lot. And I really wanted to get this on air today with you. And so it involves the uh, CDC. I have a lot of other names for them, but we'll call them the CDC for the particular for this particular purpose of the program today. And always is to remain a gentleman. Uh, but the CDC, so they're refusing to publish data it has collected on the effectiveness of boosters and vaccines for like over 30 million Americans that are aged 18 through 49 over fears that it might show the vaccines as ineffective. And the FDA even, there's an expert in the FDA is saying to the CDC, what are you talking about? Uh, tell the truth, tell the truth. Now, this should irritate everybody, everybody. This has nothing to do with the political strike that you are or not, because I really don't care what you are. But Democrat, Republican, Independent, doesn't matter to me. This should irritate everybody across the board. Do you hear what I'm saying here? So this just happened. This is a brand new story. It's just come out the last day or so here. And over the last couple of weeks, the Centers for Disease and Prevention, led by, again, Dr. Rochelle Walensky, they, they're publishing the data about the effectiveness of boosters against COVID-19. And uh, this, so this was, uh, they omitted, though, in this whole lineup, Dr. Lotuda, they omitted and did not share the impact of those aged 18 to 49. Uh, and, and they're being criticized of the failing to publish this information from a lot of the science community about child hospitalization rates and, and the comorbidities. Uh, and, um, and, and they're just lying through their teeth here all the way about this. But why are they? And, and they say they're worried that the information. Here's, here's the thing, the crux of this. They're worried about the information being taken out of context to say that they, they're saying because the vaccines are not effective. They don't have the data to support what they're saying publicly. So they're holding back information and data so it doesn't come out to say, obviously, what we all know and have been reported on, that they don't work. What do you say? I would say that's exactly right. The CDC uh, has the data. They are hiding the great majority of the data. And even when they release some of the data, they contradict themselves in what they say. So when we're looking at the 18 to 49-year-old population, what we find is this is a very healthy group of people and their risk of dying or even being hospitalized for COVID-19 is extremely low. We got to remember this is coronavirus. Historically, it has been just a common cold virus. It was ramped up. And so it became a little more uh, virulent and it has caused some problems. But natural immunity, uh, a person's natural immune system is able to fight this. And uh, therefore, when you look at risk versus benefit, and weigh the two because that's how we decide whether or not we continue uh, a so-called vaccine program or a legitimate vaccine program. And when problems associated with the virus are, are greater or are not as severe as the problems that are caused by the vaccine itself, then we say, what are we doing? We're causing more harm than good. And that violates our very important first principle of medicine. First, do no harm. Yeah. And then you have to ask yourself, well, what do they have to gain? Well, you start to see, this is what I talked about up front of the program. What do they have to gain? You start to do the math 
you see these lies, these are outright lies. In fact, Dr. Paul Offit uh, urged the CDC, he, he works with the FDA, to tell the truth, present the data, let the chips fall where they fall. He said, I have to believe that there is a way to explain these things to people so they can understand it. Well, obviously, the CDC is not comfortable with that because how do you explain the fact that the vaccines and boosters are not effective? When you've been blowing the torch uh, that this is the best thing, this is like the best thing since, uh, you know, the Garden of of Eden here, Dr. Latula. So, I mean, right, right or wrong? I mean, so Uh, that's very true. And it was, you know, when I heard that Paul Offit, Dr. Paul Offit, said that to the CDC, that kind of caught me by surprise because Paul Offit has himself, uh, in in many people's view, has been compromised. Uh, He is a very highly paid uh, person in the FDA, and he has pushed some things, but he's also come out with what I thought was some pretty good data. Uh, in the past. Uh, so, you know, the, the key thing is to, as you say, you know, let the people see the raw data, let all the doctors discuss it and decide upon uh, whether or not it is legitimate, it is valid. Let us draw our own conclusions. And that's called uh, science. That's real science. And the best science comes from uh, integrity in interpreting the data. Simple as that. And yes, we could come to a conclusion. But remember, the CDC is itself a vaccine producing organization, and they have much to lose uh, by this truth coming out. Evidently. But, you know, when you look at, again, these kinds of things, and then we talked about the mask earlier, and you put them all in masks, and we know that's not effective. And then you give them all that. And so then you have to ask yourself, really and truly, Dr. Latula, what kind of power trip are these people on? And then you look at the damage and the repercussions of these things. I mean, you know, there, I have to bring your attention real quickly, Dr. Latula. There's another trend in peace on America Out Loud over the last several days, and it's autopsies confirmed COVID vaccine-induced deaths. Now, this is from Dr. Joel Hirschhorn, and I will have to tell you, Dr. Hirschhorn points out that there's a series of case studies in this particular piece he's got which show you that they did the autopsies, but he now has the proof that the hospitals Listen to this now, and and I'd like you to uh, uh, give an opinion on this, but now we see the hospitals are trying. Uh, They've been very deceivious through this whole process, the hospitals have been in the medical community, and they've been being paid uh, for putting COVID on the death certificates, and they've been getting paid and getting large sums of money through this. This has been a windfall for a lot of people, my fellow Americans, right across the board. And this is one of them central to this conversation, which really should irritate the hell out of all of you is these hospitals that are functioning here still and the medical community as a whole. And now they're trying to talk to families and they're trying to get them not to autopsy their loved ones. They quickly want to cremate them. So there's no evidence there uh, because the evidence. Well, guess what? Guess what? You know what? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Well, they argue, well, you know, that's not true. That's not true. That's not true. But then when you look at the evidence, oh, my God, well, I guess that is true. So the the point is, they show that these people that are dying by droves from myocarditis and heart uh, uh, problems, I mean, heart attacks, people are young, young men are really at rest for this thing. Don't give your young people, any of these young cats, this, this shot. You're crazy if you do. And yet some people are still doing it. 
and 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 these people are still dying and there are people still dying today from this nonsense and this story goes on to say you know that that the hospitals are now getting people not to do that because they're dying from myocarditis this is in record numbers what do you know about this what do you say about this um, I, I think it's very factual. In fact, if you look at uh, the data produced by Dr. Ryan Cole, he is uh, one of the freedom doctors. He has taken a stand uh, in his position in Boise, Idaho. He has the largest pathology laboratory in the United States. And he was receiving uh, biopsy samples, uh, tissue samples um, from people who had succumbed or who were deathly ill uh, from this virus. And he showed, he put up the slides and simply showed all of the severe inflammation caused by the injection. Uh, and this it, it was present in all organs and some more than others. And surprising or not surprisingly, uh, the greatest accumulation of the spike protein uh, caused inflammation was found in the gonads. So in the testes of males and in the ovaries of females. And so, of course, you start, you know, putting the pieces of the puzzle together and you see, wow, infertility is going to be a problem, even for a lot of those young people who may not have had any symptoms whatsoever. But the people that are dying from it, absolutely. I mean, these people were overwhelmed because of the spike protein damage. And that would show up so clearly in uh, tissue samples uh, at an autopsy that uh, absolutely, if I was uh, heading up this conspiracy and not a theory, but an actual conspiracy, I right. would absolutely push for no autopsies because there goes the evidence. See, it, it's always, evidence. yeah, it's always one more piece. That's what I'm saying to you, doctor. It's always like one more, you know what I'm saying? It's like, it is. You're yeah, right. It's yeah. like one more piece and one more piece. And you're so right to say, yeah, it's a conspiracy. All right. Not a theory. Okay. There's a difference here, which I point out to folks all the time because a lot of people use the words conspiracy theory. And then when you hit the word conspiracy, people are thinking that's it's a, no, no, that's conspiracy is a plan uh, is a, a commitment to a plan period. And, and there are a lot of moving pieces to this, which do make you begin to question what kind of a plan is this? You know, there's a lot of people that I never bought into this node, uh, Dr. LaTulip, in our last thoughts here of depopulation. Of course, I never really believed in the one world order or the global reset. I, I, as a, as a, um, as a, uh, a political pundit and a, a person uh, of the, of the uh, media game out there and watching things over the years, I just never did the theory kind of thing, and I didn't subscribe to that. But as I've shared with listeners many times in recent days and weeks and months, you start to look at a lot of evidence here, my friends. And, you know, it's like, OK, I mean, how much more do you have to hit me over the head before I see something's gone awry here? I mean, really and truly. And so it's what I always reference to you out there. I could have had a V8 moment. It's like, oh, I could have had a V8. Yeah, this is one of those V8 moments here. I could have had a moment of truth, too. And all this stuff is kind of how I look at the world, Dr. Latulov, in a very simple way, just taking the data and putting it out there for people to consume, which we just did here. Let me ask you the big drum roll question now. And I want everybody to pay attention and listen to this and our final thought here. And that's this. All right. So with all of this said, are these things that are happening right now? And back to the ICC and what may or may not become in that attorney I started with, Hannah Rose. Are these crimes against humanity, number one? And, and final thought, do you, will anybody in your heart of hearts, I mean, we can go through the exercises, okay, 
Do you think anybody will ever be held accountable? We know they will in, in God's jury and courtroom upstairs. We get that. But here on earth, will they ever be held accountable or not? Well, that is the most important question. Uh, let me just uh, say first off that Pete, I did get a lot of responses from my article uh, that I just uh, submitted, and people were saying, you know, I, I really appreciate your uh, your optimism, but I really have doubts. And so, you know, I I said, well, you know, I really need to know what I'm talking about. So, is this really uh, happening? And are these crimes against humanity? Well, I looked at uh, the allegations that Hannah Rose uh, applied in this lawsuit. And she made claims, first of all, of violations of the Nuremberg Code. And for people that don't know it, there are 10 points uh, made in the Nuremberg Code that outline permissible medical experimentation on human subjects. Now, I've already declared that the uh, vaccine program is not an experiment and it is not a vaccine. But I went through the 10 points uh, individually and they involve voluntary or informed consent. They, they should, the experiment should yield fruitful results for a good society. And I went through every one of the 10 points and I put a check mark uh, against all those that were absolutely violated. And guess what? All 10 of the, the points wow. in the Nuremberg Code were severely and blatantly violated, every single one of them. And then I looked at the other uh, allegations made by this attorney, Hannah Rose, which included violations of Article 6, 7, 8, 8 bis 3 of the Rome statutes. And Article 6 pertains to genocide. And yes, there was a genocide. And she claims members of the UK population were killed. And as of uh, November 2021, 395,049 reported adverse events from the so-called vaccine. And they saw a massive increase in deaths and, and after vaccination. And then that's not even to address the issue of the lockdowns that went along with this causing mental harm, increased alcoholism, domestic abuse, suicides, and so forth. And then you go to Article 7, Crimes Against Humanity, Article 8, War Crimes, and then the Article 8, Biz 3, which is Crimes of Aggression. And guess what? what? They are guilty on all counts. Mm -hmm. The question that people want to know is, is the ICC going to be able to do its job? Exactly. Exactly. And that's a tough question to answer. And in fact, I looked further on that. And, you know, first of all, I looked at the perpetrators uh, that are being sued and um, it includes even Boris Johnson, who we, we have spoken about before, but also Bill and Melinda Gates, uh, Klaus Schwab, Dr. Anthony Fauci, uh, Peter, Dr. Peter Dashak, who is actually not even a microbiologist or an MD. He, he's a, he has a PhD in zoology and he is in on the crimes. And these people have to be prosecuted be, because the states, the, the nation states are simply not doing their job because they're in on the scheme, the game. This is a globalist attack. It's an assault. And there are war crimes being committed. There are many crimes against humanity that we're seeing every day with the jab. And we've seen it with the virus that was ramped up. So, yeah, the question is, will they be able to do it? Uh, I looked to who the president uh, was of the ICC, and it was this guy actually from Poland. And I thought, well, that could be possibly a good thing, right? Uh, if he acts absolutely independently and if he has integrity. Um, but then the chief prosecutor 
uh, is this guy, a British barrister called Karim Khan. Mm -hmm. And he has a nine year term that started in 2021. But he's been a lead defense counsel on cases from Kenya, Sudan and Libya. Now, that's very concerning because uh, I know firsthand or yeah, firsthand uh, the atrocities taking place in Africa, the genocide there, uh, because I had a brother-in-law flying um, observation missions um, in those areas. And it was truly a genocide. Yeah. It was traumatic. Yeah. So I don't know. It's a big question. It is. It job? is. Well, you lay it out real well there. I mean, uh, there's I mean, looking at the leadership there and like you say, uh, the relationships uh, we'll see. It, it's a tall order, no matter what. Uh, uh, you know, yeah. I mean, it I is. see it. Yeah, it is. It is. I mean, the judging. You know, yeah. And I'll be clear with everybody. Yeah, there, there's a there's a court here. Whatever whatever it is, we you know metaphorically, it's a court here on earth. But there's a court also uh, just after this life here uh, that one will have to uh, answer for. And we know a lot of people will be guilty in that particular court, uh, and uh, that'll put a lot of residency um, uh, to the south. I guess they might say wherever that might be. Uh, but in any event, it is it is what it is. Uh, what an extraordinary, extraordinary uh, broadcast here. This is today, Crimes Against Humanity. Uh, Dr. Stephen Latulop, it is always, always my privilege uh, to have you here uh, with us on The Voice of a Nation, sir. Thank you, Malcolm. It's been an absolute pleasure. Yeah. Uh, my uh, fellow Americans and uh, to our friends around the globe here, extraordinary broadcast here, uh, Crimes Against Humanity. Be sure to share this as it goes to podcast with the world out there and uh, wake people up uh, to the truth. Uh, the truth is here. It's all around us. We just have search and seek and find it and grab onto it. Uh, be part of that mission there and the part of good as we continue to fight evil forces, wherever they may be. Uh, thank you for joining us here on the mission. It's time to get involved and get loud.